You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. and welcome to this edition of our CAMS Talk podcast where we're joined by colleagues from Central Bedfordshire um, and we're here to discuss co-production. So with me today I have Marcia. Marcia would you like to introduce yourself please? I'm Marcia McKnight and I'm the communications lead for SEND at Central Bedfordshire Council. Thanks Marcia and welcome. And Lydia. Hi, Nikki. Um, my name is Lydia Rotheter. Um, my role is co-production lead at uh, Bedfordshire Community Health Services. Thanks, Lydia, and welcome. And last but definitely not least, we have Lisa. Lisa, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hello, Nikki. Uh, my name is Lisa Leonard, and I am the head teacher of the Chiltern School, which is one of the Central Bedfordshire uh, area special schools. Thanks so much. And um, I think I forgot to introduce myself. So I'm Nikki Scott. I'm the CAMS Participation Lead for Beds and Loot, and I'm the regular host of our CAMS Talk podcast. So co-production, a lot of our audience hopefully will understand what co-production is, but some might not. So Lydia, do you want to give give a definition of of, um, what you see as co-production? Yeah, sure. Um, So co-production from my perspective is where um, the the sort of crux of it all is um, where everybody is working together. So quite often that's where services and people that provide services work together um, in equal partnership with people that use the services. And they come together to um, improve services, make decisions. Um, and really what, what happens with co-production is that equal everyone has an uh, equal responsibility in decision-making. And this often leads to um, better outcomes for the future. So for example, services are fit for purpose and um, people that use the service can really see that the service has been tailored around the needs of those people that are using the service. Lovely, thank you so much. And obviously my role at CAMS is is all about co-production. So we ensure that we work equally with our young people and parents and carers that access our CAMS services to ensure that their voice is involved in every aspect of development and um, improvement of our services and raising awareness really of what we do. Our focus today is on co-production specifically in the world of special educational needs. So um, we've been working jointly with organisations across Central Beds um, to come up with a a co-production charter. So Lydia, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so... um... 
in um, 2019, um, there was um, an inspection of the Central Bedfordshire Local Authority. And um, the results of that was that there were some areas that needed improvement. And so um, a written statement of action was put into place. And one of the themes within the written statement of action was about improving co-production in the local area. So the local area is the local authority and then all the services, the schools um, that are included in that space. So that's sort of central Bedfordshire specifically that we're focusing on. Um, and so we, as a collective um, sort of working group with lots of many different organisations, so yourself at CAMS, Nikki, um, some of the schools with Lisa, um, we, we got together and we sort of brainstormed how, um, how we could improve co-production in the local area. Um, of course, all that work was co-produced, which means us all coming together. And we also had um, SNAP as parent representatives working with us on that to ensure that project is co-produced. Um, so some of the things we set about um, designing um, sort of some programmes of work, some projects and some resources that could help improve co-production um, into the future. Um, so one of the things that we first started doing uh, was to put on some workshops so we could really hear the voices of those parents and families and also um, young people and they could contribute all of their ideas and their thoughts into how co-production should be into the future. So we asked them sort of a series of questions and a series of discussion topics to talk about. Um, some of those things were, um, what does co-production mean to you? Um, how would you like to see services working together with children and their families in the future? Um, and we had lots of amazing, amazing feedback that's helping us um, with our resources, such as the co-production charter. Uh, a top tips for professionals document, uh, an e-resource learning package. Um, and something that I'm really excited about is that we had um, a fantastic illustrator documenting all the voices of the families and the young people. Um, and he's created a big mural um, full of lots of little pictures and imagery um, that really brings to life some of the discussions that we had with the families and the young people. So at first we had a workshop with parents and some professionals and um, then going forward um, we replicated the journey with our young people. Um, now when we were planning these workshops the, it was January time, we'd just gone into another lockdown um, and Covid was quite a big um, quite a big issue um, so maybe whereas traditionally we would have sort of brought everyone together and got together in a big event space and had like lots of interaction obviously that wasn't possible with COVID um, and so what we um, did do is we asked our schools to, if they could help us um, with this program of work um, and so we asked the schools if they would like to participate and um, 35 schools and other settings so things like youth groups um, a variety of different educational settings so um, medical needs teachers visually impaired teachers um, they came together and we all got together and talked about what that co-production workshop within their own school would look like.
And then the fantastic teachers and setting leaders, they went away and they conducted these workshops um, within their schools. So a total of 17 different settings and um, schools took part. And that's a total of around 165 children with special educational needs and disability in central Bedfordshire contributed to um, having their voice involved um, in this piece of co-production work. And one of the schools that, um, th that really took this project and really ran with it um, was um, Lisa's school at the Chilton's school. Um, and they, the, they were so creative in the way that they carried out this um, project. So it'd be really great to hear a bit more from Lisa about how they found that experience within the school. Lisa, what was it like for your teaching staff and for your young people to be involved in this project then? How did you go about tackling it? Um, I think, first of all, it came at exactly the right time. You know, as Lydia said, it, it was kind of January. We, we'd all been through, you know, a, a long kind of COVID time um, and we'd gone back into to, to lockdown. And I think spirits and, and morale, morale was was low. Um, so it came it gave us an opportunity to really go back to, you know, our core purpose. Um, and we feel very strongly at school that our core purpose is really recognising um, and interpreting the voice of young people who sometimes um, are, are not heard um, within services because they're not convenient voices to hear. They're, they're, you know, they're often difficult voices to hear um, because you need to have um, some, sometimes some very unique skills to be able to, to communicate with those young people. You know, as an area special school, we take young people across the, the whole range of needs. So we have, you know, neurodiverse children who are profoundly impaired through to neurodiverse children who um, are verbal children. Um, children who sign, children who use gesture, um, children who we have to very closely interpret their behaviour to, to really understand their wants and their wishes, their likes, their dislikes. Um, so it was really, you know, an, an opportunity to go back to that um, and embrace um, that work. So uh, having Lydia led it really well, in terms of giving our staff the um, the clear brief in terms of what was needed, uh, what information they they you know kind of wanted from from our children and young people, and then trusted us as a school to be able to take that and work with our young people in a way that we know gave them the confidence um, and ability to communicate um, effectively. Um, because we have those strong relationships with our young people that, you know, doing it with familiar adults, doing it in a familiar environment, doing it across um, a period of time that isn't just a, a moment, you know, in time um, is really, really important to, to draw out that rich information um, so Lydia allowed us to to take this and and make it right for our context for our children 
um, and staff, you know, embraced it really. We were able to do some of that work physically. We were able to do some of that work virtually. Um, we were able to do it with our youngest population to our oldest population. Um, and, you know, it was it, for, for me as a, as a head teacher at that time, what it, what it allowed was joy um an engagement which is really what we wanted to go back to in such a difficult time that's absolutely amazing isn't it but it had that really sort of profound effect can you just tell us um the age of the young people that were involved and how many of them were involved um uh, we, we, we took it across the school so we're a school of over 250 pupils um and i um class teachers across the school right from our early transition so nursery and reception children who'd only just started with us literally you know two days before we kind of introduced this through to our 19 year olds so and 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 everybody in between there were teachers across each of the different phases each of the different uh, key stages we have um, because we're an area special school we do have that really diverse range of need so you know as I said before children who communicate with words children who communicate through through other means um, and so those teachers took that uh, into their curriculum really we made it the lived experience rather than just doing a session on co-production we were able to 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 take the themes that Lydia had asked you know for some some input on and really develop those so for some of those young people it was about take taking them into a, the physical space of of a you know playground and saying you know and, and observing what is it that they like playing with what equipment because often what we do as adults um, is we make assumptions about the communication that young people um, and we interpret what they're saying very differently to what the meaning really is so you know for us co-production is really about really really listening um, and for children to have meaningful engagement uh, with services um, and and sometimes that's uncomfortable for us, I think, as as services, sometimes what we hear from the young people isn't what we wanted to hear. Um, but I think that's really important to ensure that young people are seen as active participants in the decision making right from a strategic level to the operational level of of services. Thank you so much, Lisa. Um, it's just it, it must be so rewarding for you, Lydia, to hear just how meaningful this whole project has been. And this is just one of the schools out of, did you say, 35 that actually participated? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, the, the engagement of the schools and the young people um, and some of the feedback. I mean, when we asked them to carry out these projects, we gave them um, we gave them some scenarios to use. We gave them some activities to. But we we did really say, you know, you are the experts, you are the teachers do, do you know, how you how you think best. Um, but let us know how it goes, you know, pro provide some feedback, um, you know, tell it we need we need to capture those voices of, of the young people. We need to capture them. We need to build them in. We need to build them into our service developments, our project plans, our resources, because um, those voices are really important. Um, and some of the feedback that came back was was just amazing. And and, you know, that that is the beauty of co-production because you you use 
collective expertise of everyone around and whilst you know you know me and you Nikki we think we have some pretty good ideas sometimes but actually you know times that by 150 other people with really good ideas and you're you're creating something um amazing to be honest and the other fantastic thing was that the feedback that came back from schools was that the children felt really empowered um that they really they really were um they felt very important um they felt like they were involved in some very important council work um which they absolutely were um and that provided them with um a sense of worth and a sense of self-esteem and i think that is sort of the as adults working with young people that is for me the biggest responsibility what we have is to fill those um children and young minds with real value and sense of worth and self-esteem and that's what capturing the voice of of the young people does um and I found it really fascinating as well that the feedback from the schools as well as the fact that the children really valued it um, the teaching staff learned a lot along the way they learned the value of co-production they learned the value of engaging with um, uh, with young people and there was a couple of schools that when they fed back they said that um, it was going to change their practice um, and and for Lisa at the Chilton's school specifically they said they were going to um, sort of continue to do that um, which is just fantastic to hear so I don't know if Lisa wants to sort of tell us a bit more about that their plans for the future and engagement and co-production. Yeah I think Lydia said it said it really clearly there Nikki for us what was so uh, joyful um, and I keep using that word because that's why we do it you know that's what what we we want to see in our young people that engagement um, that joy um, that energy and and they absolutely did feel valued Um, I was you know privy to some fantastic videos that some of them produced some of our older young people um, and they you know that their their whole demeanor clearly demonstrated how important they felt how they really you know it really did support their self-esteem their confidence um uh, you know they asked us questions like you know like are the council really you know do they really care about what we what we have to say and we were able to we were able to say absolutely you know this and, and then when we showed them the video um after all of that had been captured um the the pride uh in all of them um and in us as a community you know parents staff um it really did make us feel quite humble i i think um and as i said before it took us back to the core purpose of why we're all doing this and that's to make the outcomes for young people better and yeah. and it absolutely did um and i think lydia you know lydia said what what do we take away from this as a school um we we felt very strongly beforehand that we were a school that listened to our our young people uh but it it's helped us reflect on what that really looks like in terms of their daily lived experience and i think we felt that what we didn't want to go back to and what we we definitely won't go back to is um listening to children pupil voice pupil you know agency in school improvement being tokenistic but that it will absolutely be embedded in the daily practice of 
everybody that those children come into contact with, whether that's to do with what they are, you know, what they want to see in their classroom, what they want for their their lunch, what their curriculum is like. Uh, those are really important um, aspects of school that often we just make decisions around um, thinking that we know what they want and what is best for them. But when we really do listen and we really do co-produce, actually what we all achieve um, is more than you could ever imagine. And what an amazing legacy. One of the things I wanted to ask you, um, Lisa, and you touched on there, um, was, you know, what feedback have you had from parents? Because this must have, this just isn't, you know, making a difference in an educational setting. Has this, has this gone out into the home? Have parents really noticed the impact for their young people? Um, I, I, I think that's difficult to say at the moment. Um, obviously, in terms of the project, the context of, of where we are, you know, in terms of a pandemic, it's been it's been really difficult to, to talk to see the impact of some of that work with parents. I mean, when we you know, when we've shared the video, um, the comments that, that we've had back are, you know, are, are that shared pride in in terms of um, uh, in fact, actually, I, did, I spoke to a parent yesterday who really felt that their child's communication um, at home had improved because of some of the work that we we've done at school in terms of listening to their likes and dislikes. Um, but I don't think, you know, I think it's it is shared. Um, it's never what one person, one agency does alone. It's a combination. So I think when we're all feeling in a good place, when we're all proud of the work that we're doing, then that impacts on the outcomes. And, and so it, it absolutely will impact on how parents feel about their young people being heard um, and, and supporting the, the changes that should, should be there for them. Marcia, I wonder um, what your thoughts are listening to this conversation um, as, as, you know, someone that's working in, within central Bedfordshire to hear that, you know, the success of, of this project. And this is, an, this is a hugely ongoing piece of work, isn't it? Yeah, I have been struck by just the enthusiasm, the professionalism that everyone has just brought to co-production and the outcomes are amazing, whether it's the video, whether it's embedding um, the changes in the teaching and learning, the improvement for young people, but also that the, this is good practice and that we can spread our good practice to other organisations. And some of the work we've done on um, PDA and now what PDA stands for has gone out of my head. But again, that was around co-production. So we are doing that work. And so for me, it's just been, yeah, it's been really good watching what we do translate to make a really tangible difference not just something that's written on a piece of paper the the outcomes have been amazing whether it's the charter the top tips for professionals the illustration um that we, actually we can go back to we can say 
actually, didn't our young people say this? And so we can use it as a ref as a piece a reference guide yeah no I've been completely amazed and loved the work and it won't be lost I'll make sure that I communicate it and you're quite right actually you know it's it's great having the framework in place now isn't it but actually it is about ensuring that we are continuing to share good practice across all organizations we're encouraging everyone to to you know co-produce with their young people and and listen to their voices and listen to what they need and what they want um, and how best to support them because as we mentioned right at the start SEN is everybody's business it's not just you know um, the practitioners around those young people it's everybody's responsibility isn't it um, so I think one of the key pieces of, of, of work that came out of this was our, was our strap line, Lydia. How did, we, uh, how did we go about that? Can you explain that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the things we set about creating in the first instance was to have a shared definition of co-production for the local area. Um, Obviously, having a shared definition is really important, as with anything like, you know, strategies, anything sort of developmental and organisational, you need to be all working to the same goal. So a shared definition is really important. Um, but what we quickly found was a definition in itself is quite wordy, quite lengthy, quite a few sentences. Um, so we wanted something that was really sort of short and snappy and really captured um, you know how we wanted to work into the future it was easy to remember it was a bit more accessible than a wordy definition um and so we asked the young people how they felt about um having a strap line for the local area um and they really liked this idea and then we asked them to come up with some suggestions um and so they came up with loads of fantastic suggestions i think we had about 75 um different options and we sat there looking looking through them all and were sort of quite amazed by all the of the lovely suggestions um but obviously in true co-production style as the professionals in the room we weren't going to sit and choose our favorite um and so we went out to the young people again and asked them to vote for their favorite um, and so they did and um the winning strap line which is is just really lovely because it's nice and straightforward and simplistic um but it is together is better um and that's how the young people feel that um you know, feel that that sums up co-production. It sums up how we all work together in the central Bedfordshire local area. Together is better. Um, and so I'd love to start seeing that on, you know, people's email signatures, up on signs in schools and in, in offices and in, in health services, because um, I think it's a really great summary of, of you know, encompassing the vibe of co-production. That's a really good point. I'm going to leave this conversation and add that to my strap line, uh, to my email signature, along with all of the other things I've got on my email signature. Um, but yeah, I, I I really like that. Let's get that out there. Let's let's make that our new um our new hashtag. Marcia, you're in charge of cons. That's your job. Everything needs to start with. Yeah, definitely. Better. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's really powerful, Lydia. Because I, I mean, certainly. 
I was inspired by that. And and recently I've, you know, been kind of doing some strategic work with other agencies around the school. And, and actually I made that the title of my email to everybody. Um, together is better, you know, um, let's get together. Um, let's, let's put the children back at the heart of this because it's come from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just, it does, you know, in, sometimes as, as adults around young people, um, we come to kind of loggerheads and, and kind of forget sometimes that they are in the centre of it. But I think that strap line, you know, it, you just need to say it. And then I think we all remember to put aside perhaps what we're feeling um, and remember that it's it's the, the child that we're really um, all trying to champion. That's what we're all there for. So um, I've I've already done that, Lydia. <laughs> I'll continue continue so to, to use it. I'm so pleased. That's so good to hear. Definitely. Well, we've got the name for our podcast as well, haven't we? (laughs) And this is just the start of a lot of exciting things that are happening in central Bedfordshire. And um, I know we're going to be recording some more podcasts and we're we're hoping to get some of our parents and carers and some of our young people from central Bedfordshire involved in these conversations. Some little sort of nuggets of things to come are we're going to be talking about the activities that are available for young people during the summer, um, which can be a very long period of time for our families with SCN. So we need to make sure that as we're coming out of what's been a really, really difficult time for for families and young people, that, um, you know, we're making sure that we um, are keeping them busy, lots of opportunities to interact with each other, whether that's face to face or virtually um, so we're going to be revisiting that and I know Lydia we're also going to be talking in a future conversation about the amazing work that organizations have done to produce a post-diagnosis resource pack for families with um, neurodiversity mm-hmm. so um, I'd just like to draw this conversation to a close with any sort of um parting words about what it's been like to be involved in this project maybe um coming to you first Lisa inspiring I in you know and I I think sometimes we get lost in the daily drudge of our of our own work um and I think this really kind of allowed us to come back to that the the young people and they always always inspire us um and that just continues thanks so much Lydia Lisa that's a lovely lovely um way to finish from hearing from you and how that's been for your school to be involved Marcia any parting words please that's it I think Lisa sums it up beautifully I would just say together is better (laughs) and Lydia um yeah I agree with Lisa and I would just add on to that um really um quite heartwarming so it's heartwarming when everyone comes together and and shares you know a lot of positivity and um you know just looking at the expertise of um of the the school staff watching them with the young people is so heartwarming um and the young people themselves you know we sometimes as 
as professionals, we're stuck in this world of, you know, corporate and strategy and meetings and agendas. And then and then you go out to do a project like this. And, um, you know, one of the things we asked, for example, the young people was there for their top tips for professionals. So we asked them, what do you want to see from the professionals working with you? Um, and some of the some of the things that came back were things like um, we want a chance to say goodbye because we really enjoy working with you and sometimes we don't always get to say thank you and goodbye um, and and you know another thing was that um, we know that you're really busy and and stressed sometimes because there's a lot of pressure on services is there anything we can do to help you we want to know what we can do to help you and you know th these things you know from from the mouths of young people is just so it's so emotive and it's so heartwarming and I think that's the value that working with young people really really brings um, but the other thing I was just going to add was that we've referenced a couple of times a couple of different things throughout the video so we've referenced the um uh, sorry throughout the podcast we've referenced the video that the children's school made on their co-production journey and that's a lovely watch and we've also referenced um the illustration that the illustrator created creating a live mural of the work and we've also referenced the co-production charter and there is also an accessible version of that um so i recommend anyone listening to go and have a look at those things um whilst whilst you're hearing us talk on the local on the central bedfordshire local offer page um there is a participation and co-production section um so go and have a look there and there's lots of opportunities to get involved you can provide your feedback you can send an email saying you'd like to get involved or you've got some ideas so um please please do please do join us together is better Thank you. And we will, um, in the brief for this podcast, um, we will include all of the sort of links to those relevant pages so that everyone can go along and have a look at the fantastic work that's been happening in Central Bedfordshire. So um, from my perspective, I'd just like to say how rewarding it's been actually to be involved in this project. Um, I'm sure you all know by now how much I love my work with young people um, and, I, and I love working with alongside other colleagues who are just as passionate as I am about the work that they do. So it's been really nice working with all of you on this project. And I'd like to say thank you to you all for coming together for this discussion. So um, thanks so much to Marcia, Lydia and Lisa. Um, and thank you for listening to our Cam's Talk podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to CAMS Talk, a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford CAMS team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag camstalkpodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon. <laughs>